Hey, welcome back and thank you for joining us for another episode of God's Glory and Men's Real Stories. As always, you're in for a treat with a community I want you to see as your own. In a place I hope you can consider a safe space for everyone to feel seen and understood in the stories and conversations you hear today. So listen, I want you to relax in hopes that you can feel God's love as well as see God's glory in men's real stories. So my special guest today, out of all his titles, the one I like the most and I look forward to talking to is the kid from Queens. Because see, I understand how our titles tend to define us and we even entertain based on the titles we are introduced by. So I'm, I'm excited and I'm really excited to sit down with the fellow podcast host from the podcast Decoding Success, Matt Labris. Rob, hey brother, how you doing? I, I appreciate this, man. I appreciate the effort you just put into that intro. I appreciate the invitation. Just expressing gratitude for the opportunity to rock with you today, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I same same here, man. And this and this is truly an honor. So you know, I'm gonna just jump in and let you kind of like tell uh, my listeners and all who are listening a little bit about yourself. Just who is Matt Labrie? Yeah, man. That's you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? I think the best way to describe it is just a kid from Queens. Um, someone that inevitably caught the hustler spirit that fills my hometown streets and mm. New York city is a hustling and bustling type of place. And don't get me wrong. It's most definitely a place you need to disconnect from without a doubt, but it made me who I am and I'm forever grateful for that. It's led me to do some really incredible things professionally, as mentioned, you know, working with Damon John of shark tank or being honored as a Forbes 30 under 30 nominee, uh, running a podcast for five years. And on the flip side, you know, the, the opposite polarity of that, which had me lead to uh, getting arrested or getting kicked out of two high schools, failing out of college. So there's two different polarities, but ultimately it's all shaped from where I am. And that has made me who I am. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's I, I love how you kind of went from, you you know, explain both polarities. So so then with that said, then, man, I'm going to jump right in. So let I mean, let's start somewhere in those polarities of just kind of understanding what got you. And of course, I know you normally talk success with people. You normally talk decoding what success looks like to everybody. And, and I'm sure that's something that's fresh on your mind. But today I want to take a different turn to kind of talk about what led to your success in a manner of speaking and how that looks to you now. So go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to chime in real quick and say very shortly, I think what led me to my success was pain. And mm. for years, and I'm talking years, potentially 26, I'm 30 now, I think 26 years of my life, I didn't know that I was in pain. And the reason I state that is because whether it be on the on a baseball field, on the basketball court, having success there, I think came from pain. I think pain in regards to like making money and striving professionally stems from pain. I think so many different areas was fueled by pain. And now I realize that while there's good in that pain, I can't live with that pain. So right. I'm, in a, I'm in a season of my life where I'm tending to that, but I've, I was fueled for a long time by that one word, pain. And that stemmed from, you know, watching my parents go through a divorce at a very young age, feeling neglect from my mother, feeling like my father was trying to live out 
his sport dreams through me or trying to have an easier life because of my God gifted abilities on the field, on the court, et cetera. Uh, and I think those, those areas, those three things really fueled a lot of my success, but again, through pain. So I'm in a, I'm in a season of trying to shift that actually. Got you. So, so even with the success that you were gaining from the pain that you were feeling, looking back, do you feel like the pain also caused or contributed to any things that, that may have caused things that you wanted to look a certain way, not to go the way you wanted because the pain either pushed things away or, or kept them from, you know, within your grasp? That's a good question. I, I think this is just a hypothesis, right? There, there's no uh, factual evidence or potentially there is, and I'm just not aware of it yet. I think to answer your question, God hasn't given me what I'm destined to receive in this life just yet because I haven't reached the level of the very cliche, cliche word healing, right? Like I haven't reached that mm. level of tending to that pain. Have I tended to the pain? Yes. Right. And this is why I'm answering it this way, because I don't think I think God says, Matt, you're not ready for what I have in store for you yet. Right. So mm. I think being that I'm not ready for it. Which is understandable, right? So like sometimes we get access to things and when we have access to something too early, we just self-sabotage. We, you know, we, we mess it yeah, all up. Like no, I get why definitely. God is holding back. Right. And I, I think that's the best way to answer it. I think that. While I look back, my successes, I think, were fueling the pain more. Or, better yet, I think my successes were elevating the pain to the surface. And that's what I needed right. to actually happen, right? So right. I don't think they were necessarily pushing anything away from me. Um, I do think, though, as mentioned, it's just the hypotheses that God is mm -hmm. holding back. And I would love to know your take on what you think about this. Uh, not just in my life, but in everyone's life. Like, do you think God holds back until you're ready for, you know, a, a, as long as he knows that you are ready to receive a certain thing? No, I, you know what? That is an awesome question. I appreciate you, you returning that back because, you know, I think everybody's going to have an opinion. And, and of course, I don't think there's any correct or right opinion. I, I do believe that God has a way of presenting certain things in certain seasons that due to the work that you've done or due to the discomfort you leaned into, you were able to take advantage of that. Um, I also know that God will use you broken. And, and yes. how long you stay broken is up to you. Like, like, and I, I have seen that in my own life. I've watched that in my parent. Um, I've watched that in other people that were in the community that I grew up of, you know, watching a lot of what they went through be more of like a, well, I'm, I found a really good way to cope with it. I can manage it. I can keep it stuffed down. And it doesn't bother me too much as I move forward. And that doesn't stop them from success. But sometimes what it what I have noticed is that it kept them from receiving or experiencing peace in their mm -hmm. success. So they, they, they could be at the, at the top of the world, but they still never felt a full fulfillment of the peace that came along with everything that God had blessed them with. And so, you know, I believe he, God uses he will use us all. 
whether whether we want to walk through it with a heavy bag of 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 hurt and trauma or whether we want to walk through with 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 knowing that that I am still working through healing a lot of the things that have kept me from forgiveness or have kept me from from healing this wound that 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 this person put on me or being even triggered by certain things because lately I've been in this season where I've been um looking at triggers and understanding them better and understanding that sometimes they're not all sent to kill you. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. sent because God just needed you to like recognize that's still a thing. Absolutely. And that person yeah. keeps triggering you. Yeah. So go, I, go. I like, I like what you said in regards to God will use you even when you're broken. Right. And the, yeah. the reason that re- that resonates so much with me is because 2022 was the hardest year of my life. Um, 20 and, and the darkest and the darkest. Mm, And the reason I share that is because I really feel like I experienced what I experienced in 2022 to be able to help even more people than I was able to help beforehand. Right. And I, I think that's why it resonates with me so much. I actually just said that on an episode of my podcast that comes out this week. And I said, regardless of what I went through, do I want to go through it again? No, I don't. I I, I really don't. But why I went through it, I'm using the mindset of or the belief that I went through this for the reason to help to be able to help more people, to be able to approach a certain topic or a certain area of life, potentially with more empathy than I would have in the past, Uh, having a deeper understanding of X, Y, and Z. And this actually pertains to mental health. And, um, that's why that resonated with me so much, man. It's just like, I I feel like, I I feel like that's why I felt that way. You know, that's why I feel like last year was so hard to, for God to use me as a beacon of light for the people that are experiencing what I experienced. Because at the, at the end of the day, I know that you could attest to this too. We're not the first people that ever experienced what we're experiencing. You know, like there are many humans before us that have, have experienced what we are in their own way. Uh, And that is oftentimes very parallel uh, to what we're experiencing. It's just, you know, the experience might be a little bit different. Right, right. No, they're very true. And I and look, I I 100% agree with you. And and and, and I will say that yes, it, it's funny how what we go through propels us to recognize not only our own hurt, but like we can see other people's hurt differently. We have a different lens now to see what we didn't see before because we weren't ready to face it in our own lives. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if if you don't mind, I'm curious during that time where everything kind of in your way kind of just got real dark in your life and you were going through so much struggle, was it just due to like a length of time where it was just ignored and it just kind of like kind of forced itself into your world, whether you were ready or not? Yeah. So I think, and I'm very transparent. So essentially I'll give you some backstory. I, okay. You know, I've dabbled with some mental health, um, struggles you know and when i say dabble i i don't mean that i've done it by choice but they they've popped up in life uh and back in 2022 i want to call it february in fact i think i might even be able to get the exact date right i believe it was february 17th of 2022 i was at a very well-known restaurant here in new york having dinner with three incredible gentlemen that i call my friends and i experienced a panic attack while at dinner 
And I've had a panic attack or two in my day. You know, one came from smoking marijuana. Another came from whatever, whatever, stress, whatever it may be. And this panic attack, man, it led me to, it really led me to retreat. It led me to hide. It led me to not, to to play safe in all areas of life. Like, I'm like, you know what? If I stay home, I'm good. Like, I wasn't even going Mm. out. Like, I, I went into like full on hermit mode. And I understand why I did that. The reason I share all of that is because there were past moments in my life where I didn't know what was happening. And I would go to the doctor and I'd be like, hey, man, like this happened. He'll check my vitals, blood, all this, that, that. You're good. Like you just have anxiety, that type of thing. And you just kind of dismiss it. So I never really took it serious. So ultimately, you know, over time, it was kind of just bypassed 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 and then now i have the conscious like i'm conscious of what took place i'm conscious of how to work around this and work through it i shouldn't say work around it because that's the opposite of what you need to do you got to work through it so (laughs) um you know that's what i'm in the process of doing man and wow uh like i said i'm just able to meet people on another level now because like i said i just didn't have like a conscious approach to it. It was more so just like, Oh, that happened to me in my past. You know, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just like a blip, like a little blip on the radar. Right, now right. having that consciousness, it's a different ball game, man. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So, so has it, would you say that even in your circle, do you, do you kind of notice that as you tend to your own mental health, others start to kind of like either question or see maybe the importance of their own sometimes yeah. because you've made it important? Absolutely. And I'm very grateful for this. I have one of my best friends. I started therapy in June of 2020. And that's why I said for like 26 years of my life, I was carrying around this pain that I didn't know I even had. And it's crazy to think that I was so unconscious of this, but it was stuffed so far down that I was just on go mode, right? Like I was on go mode, achieve, 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 stack, 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 stack. And it's like, wait, you know, why are these things popping up? Well, you know, you, you haven't tended to that pain. So in June of 2020, I put myself in therapy because I was just like, you know, why am I anxious? Why am I an anxious person? You know, like I was in a relationship that was bringing about when, when conflict arose, it was bringing about anxiety. And I'm like, well, I can't blame her. Like I gotta, you know, this is in me, you know, like I gotta do what I gotta do. So I put myself in therapy and it was an incredible journey. still is an incredible journey. And I remember when I hit my one year mark on uh, of therapy. So that would have been in, would have been in 2021. And I had two friends, one friend posted about it. And he said that uh, I went to college with his brother and he said that, you know, he is happy to announce that he was going into therapy. And I'm like, yes, like, I, I love to hear that, you know, like, I, right. I-, I love to see that. Furthermore, I had another friend, someone that I would have never thought would go to therapy and He's in therapy still to this day. Uh, he's now engaged and he's like, yo, like my, my fiance is pointing things out that she thinks I need to work on. And I have, you know, the avenue to work on it. So like people super close to me, you know, are in therapy, but I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. There's people that I know that need it that I'm sorry. Let me backtrack. I'm not going to say okay. anyone needs it. There are people that can benefit from it. There we go. I like that. That, that sounds I had good to, too. <laughs> I had to retract that because... <laughs> 
I, I don't want to be the guy that says, you need therapy. I'm not right. that guy. But I know people in my life close to me that can benefit from it and think they don't think they won't think they are above it. Think that it's BS. And I'm like, all right, you know, like there's two sides to the coin, man, you know, and it's just like, right. uh, but ultimately, yes, there, there are people around me that are, are doing it. They're doing the work for themselves. And that's a beautiful thing. Right, right, right. No, that's and that's awesome. And and you know, even as you talked, there was something that just like 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 hit home, and it was almost like it it, it put a bookmark in there where I was like, that is so. And I'm noticing that as a common trend as I talk to men that you know, and and honestly, this is not just men. This is even in conversations I've had with women where I noticed that it's it's like preparing for a job. You go to school, you 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 get all the certifications to, to work a certain job, then you get on the job and realize, wow, okay, on the job is a lot different than when I was preparing for the job. Mm. So Think about it. We're always rushing to get into relationships. Relationships is what everybody makes makes you believe that, hey, look, once you've gotten into a good relationship, that's when that's a piece of success. That's a piece of like, that's what you want. But when we get in these relationships, a lot of times we realize that it becomes a ground where it starts to bring up certain things in us. Oh, it yeah. starts to throw off signals and starts to trigger us in ways to where we're like, okay, wait a minute. I was perfect before I met you. Or at least that's what we believe. <laughs> I was perfect before I met you. So it's gotta be you instead of looking at it from a standpoint of no, that's the beauty of relationships. Relationships create a, an atmosphere for almost as I've heard the other person to pick up a mirror and hold it in front of you to showcase some of the things that you've been carrying, some of the pain you still hold on to, some of the trauma that you still haven't, haven't dealt with. And so, you know, for, for all the single people who feel like they have a disadvantage, oh, I'm still single. The beauty of single, being single, is that you have the time and the space to start to work on yourself in a way that a lot of people who are in relationships are like working on it on the job. They're on, they're doing the on the job work where you get an opportunity to work on yourself in a way to where, all right, you know what? You can process through that without somebody having to say, well, what about that? Well, what about that? Well, hey, why do you keep doing that? And, 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 and if you can recognize it before somebody else recognizes, you can deal with it without, you know, these as I like to consider it, like these, these, these dash, these dash emblems going off, these dashboard lights that go off to say, Hey, you need to check your engine. You need, you need to check your anger. You need to check this. Like, like, and so I, I think that was a good point out from how you just described how, like, even my, my brother who who's in relationship, he started going to therapy because sometimes that's the best thing we could do in a relationship. Oh yeah. I, I, I said to myself, are you familiar with Lewis house? Yes. Okay, so Lewis, I think he did something brilliant. Now, granted, I mean, he's a few years older than me. He's 39, and I I think he's in a different place. So by no means am I comparing, and I just want to state that. But I think he did something really beautiful with the current relationship he's in. He said, when I find my partner, and he has his partner, when I find my next partner, the first thing I want to do with her is go into therapy right away. Reason being is because... Why not have an unbiased opinion to help us flesh out the hard stuff? Yeah. As opposed to trying do to try to do it one on one. Like, why don't we just do it with someone? Not to say that they're never gonna fight, right? I mean, listen, we we right. get it. There's conflict in relationships, you of know. Course. Like, of it's course, a part that, of that 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 signifies a healthy relationship. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 
ultimately, I think that was beautiful. And I said to myself, you know what? I don't know if I'm in the place to be able to do that with my next partner. And hopefully, you know, my next partner is the one. But uh, I, ideally, I think that's a brilliant idea. Why yeah. not start off fresh like that as opposed yeah. to finding it when you need it, right? It, it's like silly example, you know, and I know this is a reality, so I'm not trying to be insensitive. But if you are out of shape, you know, you're not eating right, God forbid you go to the doctor and you get diagnosed with something like, are you going to, you're going to change your life around then, but why wait? Right. And that's the right. same for relationships. Why wait? Right. Like if you right. know that this is a healthy foundational piece, go for it. You know, well, so unfortunately, I, I really uh, no, that, and, and, you know, I hate to cut you off, but think about it. Why else do most men normally go to therapy? Why, why do you normally hear, especially in past times, you normally hear of men going to therapy, not because they're like, you know what? I woke up and wanted to go to therapy today. Mm. No, you normally got the sad story of like, you know, my, my girl's making me go to couples counseling. Mm. She's ma she's making me go to therapy because of my anger. She's making me because we're always fighting. And so that is the only thing that pushes a lot of men into therapy because we it's not because we want to. It's because it's almost like we're being forced to to keep the relationship going. Mm, exactly. only to get there and, and realize, okay, well, this is not about this. It's almost like they ganged up on me instead of realizing that, you know, th this is something I probably could, could have done on my own. I didn't, I didn't need to come to couples counseling, but, bec but because I wouldn't go to counseling on my own or therapy on my own, I, I am now sitting with somebody trying to work out our differences with somebody. And I haven't even worked out my own hurt and trauma. Right. Right. Do you have, do you have men in your life that go to therapy? Well, you know, before me, there was not a man that ever pointed me to therapy. Okay. Um, and that's unfortunate. I, I, I always, I never saw that. There was never an example in my life of men going to therapy. Um, but it didn't stop me because I also broke down. I also fell apart. I also got to a point where I needed somebody to talk me out of giving up and it was there that I started to realize that the problem's not that I don't want to go on anymore. The problem is that I don't want to deal with all the hurt that I've been carrying. I don't want to deal with all the pain and I, and, 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 and the pain is attached to the, to the, the patterns that I'm living out that I just want to, if I could just get rid of these patterns, if I could get rid of cheating, if I could get rid of all the other little things that I'm dealing with, then I'll be fine. But it was like, well, no, you, you got to deal with that first before it, 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 it will heal this, this, this uh, addiction or this problem you have, if you go back and deal with why you have that. So I, I kind of found it all out on my own. Yeah. I hear that. I'm curious. What, what was it that, made you say yes to therapy though, right? Like there's a million and one alternatives, so many of which are not healthy, right? Like you could have, you know, popped pills or chose drugs yeah. or this, that, the right. other. I'm curious for you, what was it that chose therapy or made you choose um, therapy? Yeah, no. And that's a great question. And I feel like the interviews flipped around, um, <laughs> but like, uh, I would say that, you know, we all, sometimes we try to cope with our hurt with the pain we carry, um, different ways. Sometimes it's a, it's an on, it's an on ongoing cope. It's a cope that we may go for the rest of our lives with, and there's no judgment with that. But 
I am in a place where I don't want to cope forever. I want to thrive. I want to be able to get past it. So in the midst of coping, maybe with the things while I heal, my my long-term goal, or I guess decoding my success is looking at things from a standpoint of when I can understand and better put words to these feelings and I can, I can uh, uh, dig up what, what hurt and, 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 and brokenness that I've had in my life that I can then release after feeling it. I don't have to have a pattern that takes the place of what, of what was created by that hurt. Mm. So I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, nothing against drinking for anybody that loves to drink, but I don't want to drink away my sorrows. I don't want to keep like numbing my pain and pouring, you know, whatever I can concoct on top of it just to kind of keep it down. I, I, I desire to get through that to where if I decide to drink, it's because I just want to drink. Not right. because I'm like, I had a rough day because if I had a rough day, I'll, I want to, I want to look at what, what made that day rough instead of just numbing it out. I mean, I, and I got to ask, well, how about yourself? I think I was led by God, man. Um, you know, that, that's the best answer for me. I, 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 I too, I did not have a male figure in my life that went to therapy before me. Um, in fact, I, I say this and by no means am I casting, you know, blame or shame upon this gentleman. Uh, but my dad, you know, I, I feel like my dad in many ways wasn't necessarily a father figure. You know, I feel like he was a friend. Uh, and listen, by no means am I downplaying the dad that he is and was at moments in my life. Like he would get home from work after a long day and shoot the basketball around with me in the backyard or play catch or something like that. And I know there's people out there that don't experience that at all. And I'm not trying to be right. insensitive to it. But I also, I never had a conversation about sex with my dad, never a conversation about money. Uh, in fact, what I did have with him was him instilling his beliefs, which then conditioned me to have certain thought patterns about money, about sex, about relationships. And I still catch them to this day when I hang out with him. We just saw Creed 3 the other day, and I swear whenever I'm with him, it gives me an opportunity to, it's like I'm studying him. It's like, and that sounds weird to say, but like the things he says, I take mental note of, right? Whether it be a comment about money or like him having to pay a bill. And I'm like, damn, man, like, you know, I realize how that has impacted me. So with all of that being said, I never really had someone in my life who took care of their mental health like that by uh, going into therapy. So for me, I say that I was honestly guided by God. I have zero clue what led me there? Like, I don't even know why it came about. Like, I, I know mm. what brought, what brought the desire out of me, but like, right. I don't know why I chose therapy. <laughs> like, the, okay. There were other alternatives. I mean, and, I, and I, you, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I was about to say, yeah. I, and I knew I was about to, I was about to ask you what, what were some of the alternatives that even crossed your mind even during that time that it was like, okay, well, I probably could just get rid of this with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I smoked weed for a good portion of my life. I mean, uh, and that's what kept me on go, but that's what okay. also suppressed for a really long time, you know, like I enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I don't, you know, I don't shame anyone that dabbles with that. Uh, I, I think there are healing properties without a doubt if used properly. I think right, there are healing right. properties. Uh, for me, I, man, I, I was just an abuser of it. You know, it, it was, 100% away for me to numb the minute I felt any sort of anxiety pop up I would just you know roll up a J and light it 
uh, until one day I stopped. And I think that's what it was. I think God led me down a path where the alternatives were used up, depleted, and proven that they don't last long term. Right. And right. that that's just the looking back, of course, I can say that. And I guess I might have said to myself, you know, and again, just the hypotheses, I might have said to myself subconsciously, maybe not consciously that, all right, well, what else are you going to do? You've tried everything else. You've right, tried right. to smoke it away. You've tried to play video games to numb it away. You've tried to, you know, uh, have countless encounters and meaningless encounters with women leading to hurt them. Like you've tried all of that. Like, yeah, therapy is the only alternative, <laughs> you know? Right, so right, I think right. that's that might've been what it is. Okay. And so would you say that growing up, maybe did you grow up like in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, a God filled home and like, like, like where your parents kind of like always kind of pushed you to say, you know, Hey, look, maybe you should try this or, Hey, this is what we do. Like, was that something that you saw regularly? Yeah. So I went to Catholic school my whole life, man. Um, my entire life up until college, college, I went to a public college, but, uh, I don't think that. So, you know, we, we did church, we, you know, uh, I even went to uh, I even went to a seminary high school before I got kicked out, which is in preparation to become a priest. And, you know, I, <laughs> okay. I went to church. I went to church every single day while in that preparatory school, uh, which is, you know, pretty crazy. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to go. That was actually forced. But I didn't have I'm going to be honest, man. I did not have any guidance from my parents. I yeah. none like none whatsoever. And I just feel like I, it forced me to grow up so quick, right? The pain, trauma, big T or little T trauma, whatever you want to refer to it as forced me right. to grow up so quick. And I did. And everyone used to say to me, Matt, like, you're so mature at such a young age, you're so mature. And then I got really mature really quick. But ultimately, it's because I had no guidance. So you know, my mother never right. said turn to prayer. My dad never said turn to prayer. Like, yeah, I, I actually have in God, I trust tattooed across my chest. Um, so like faith is big to me, but it was never something that was like, Hey Matt, turn to this as well. Uh, right. And don't get me wrong over time. I've learned to turn to faith. I've learned right. to turn to my spirituality just from learning to do so as opposed right. to someone guiding me there, you know? No, and that and that's 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 really good because that that sometimes is how it is, and I love how even when you describe like your upbringing about how like you kind of were you were in charge of your life, mm -hmm. so everything you you learn at a young age that okay, like if this is gonna happen, I got to be in charge of doing it. Yeah, and so I, I've I've even read about this, and I've I've done a little bit of understanding about how sometimes that plays in our lives of how like we are constantly, as you described, on go because there's there's nobody else to turn to to get advice or to say how like you're constantly like okay, well, like let me test this. Okay, no, okay, try this, and so it's it's left up to you. I'm pretty sure you probably had plenty of times where you were like, if I don't do it, if I can't do it then it's not going to happen. Like it's, it's on me. Everything is on me. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. Um, and that's not necessarily the best feeling, you know, it, it was cool at times because I'll give you some examples. Like at one point, you know, my dad was in a car accident. He had lost his car and being that I was on, and this is why I said, and this is actually how we opened up the show, right? Like my pain that was fueling my success 
led to good too, right? Like it wasn't all bad. Like there was good that stemmed from it. And, and this is the story. Like my dad got into this accident, totaled his car. It was wrecked. Being that I was so driven and on go mode, go, go, go. I said to him, all right, well, you know, here's money, you know, down payment. Not that he necessarily needed it, but I had access to be able to do so. Right. So I just like to point out that there was good from that as well. Uh, and even with my mom, you know, and beyond that, like it led me to have great experiences having to figure this stuff out for myself. And I wouldn't change any of that. Like I, I really wouldn't change any of that because it allows me to meet people on different levels that if things were guided, gifted or handed or whatever, I might not be able to meet them on, right? Because I, I wouldn't have right. that experience. So like if I had some time machine, there might be like one or two things I might try and like go back and change. But uh, ultimately, I wouldn't change any of that, man. Like it, it led me to exactly where I am. And then furthermore, at a certain point, I was able to start to get guidance, right? But the interesting thing is it never came from someone that was family, it never came from someone that I even knew for a long time. It started to come from mentors that, by the grace of God, ended up in my life. Yeah, you know? no, that's good. I, I, I love that. I, I, I love that because that that is, I'm sure there are a lot of people that could agree that, you know, it's funny, I didn't find the safety and the security and, and, and the, and the, and the, the attunement to, to where like my family or, or the people that were around me growing up would truly be able to pour in my life. But that didn't stop God from putting the right people in the right community in my life that were able to, to provide me with the knowledge I was looking for that was able to, uh, uh, um, um, uh, provide that 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 encouragement to provide that inspiration to to validate certain areas of my life that I couldn't validate, you know? And, and so, yeah, that that's, that's awesome. That, yeah. is, that is awesome. Absolutely. And it, it's funny how that works, man. You know, like I said this the other day, it, I don't know how much you could resonate to this, but I'm curious to see if it pops up in your life. I, I do feel ridiculously guided in the sense that, you know, if a certain someone needs to be in my life, all of a sudden they're in my life. And I, the, the, where it pops up the most is if I'm experiencing something in my life, I'll randomly pick up a book that's on my bookshelf. I mean, I I have a countless countless amounts of books all over the place and in that book will be the answer to what I'm going through. Mm. Or a story about it or something. Does, does that ever happen to you? So, I and I, I yes, and 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 I will tell you that 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 I feel like everyone, whether they are paying attention or not, especially when they ask for God to guide them, because I, I'm in a place in my life where I have given up my plans, what I thought I wanted out of life, what I wanted to say, God, what do you have planned for me? What is your purpose for me? And so with saying that, I wake up every day just to kind of be led and, 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 and it may start off like a normal day, you know, I'm getting in the shower and all of a sudden I start to get these things downloaded into my mind where I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that, that, that definitely was not my thought because that's not what I would have done, but, but sure. Yeah. Or, or, or all of a sudden you're right. Like, like I, I get a lot of weird things like that from social media sometimes, mm. which I'm very careful and selective on what I do on social media. So I, 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 
I only see certain things. I have configured my social media to see what I need to see, but it's in what I need to see that I get a lot of answers. I get a lot of encouragement or I'm inspired to be like, there it is. I needed to hear that mm. because I, I was feeling exactly that way. And I needed to be encouraged that way, or I needed there's some direction and God has a way of like providing direction. Even when people think, well, is it like a loud boisterous voice? No, it could literally be like somebody drive by and yell something. And you'd be like, yes, that's it. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) Um, like, yeah. Or like, like you said, like just reaching back and picking up a book and being like, that's, that's what I needed to hear. I, I was literally lost with that until that right there spoke to me. That was what I needed to understand. So no, I I definitely resonate with that. And I think that more people, if they paid attention, instead of being distracted, would find the answers they're looking for right in front of them sometimes in some of the most awkward or most unusual spaces, but they're just so heavily distracted that they, they get lost in everything else because everything else is louder than the answers they're looking for. I have I have two questions for you. The first one's more of so a yes or no. The second one, uh, I'll wait until I answer. Uh, hear your answer to the first. Have you read Battle Cry? Uh, by Jason Williams. Well, yes. uh, William Will- Williams. Yes. Wilson. Yes, Wilson, I, Jason Wilson. 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 Jason Wilson. We got to get that right. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Jason Wilson. Yes. Okay. So let me tell you something about that book. I. It was a Saturday. Um, I regularly volunteer to, uh, and so, so the, the answer is yes. Okay. It was a Saturday. I was volunteering. I was serving the homeless one morning and this has never, ever happened. A guy was coming through the line and he asked one of the ladies, does anybody happen to have a book with you? And I had planned to do a couple different volunteer opportunities that day. I, I had a couple different schedules. So I was going to stop in between, read a little bit of the book and I was going to read it throughout the day. And when I heard that lady asked that, I kept thinking, We've never had books, but I brought a book with me today and it's in my car. And it was almost like a pull on my heart to say, you didn't bring that book for you to read. You brought that book for him to read. Mm. And I literally went back to my car and I gave him that book. And I remember thinking, God, clearly you saw that he needed that book more than I needed that book right now. But um, but yes, I have read the book and that is an that is an that is an awesome book. So, but tell me about your, your, what, you know, your encounter with it. A, a couple things here. Uh, first and foremost, I just pulled it open. The reason being, uh, I have a question about something that's in this book. Uh, okay. I wanted to ask him, but I'm going to ask you. Okay. Uh, but what's funny is I just opened the book. And the first thing that, uh, the first thing that popped up is I have it highlighted. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I think that really touches on what we were just talking about in regards to pulling, pulling a book off the shelf or something of that nature. But my second question to you, cause now I have a third, but my second <laughs> question to you is, um, you know, you mentioned surrendering your life plans for gods, mm, right? Yes. I'm getting the chills. Just even thinking about this. I dude, I find that to be one of the hardest things to do. I, I could actually get emotional because it's like, how do you know if what you're pursuing isn't God's plan, right? Like if it's coming easy, I'll give you an example, like my, my podcast, right? Right, right. It comes easy, like right. it comes easy. And I feel like, and don't get me wrong, there's obviously hardship with it. I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like, you know, it's a cakewalk, 
Right, right, right. No. If it comes easy and like you're good at it, you love it, this, that, like, how do you know if that's God's mission or not? And then furthermore, like, how did you surrender to God's plan for yourself? As I look through this book, by the way, I just want to point that out because there's a question I have written in here that I, I want to ask. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to try to I I I'm not Jason, but I I would try to answer to the best of my ability based on my life and what I've experienced. Me and him coming from the same faith, I will say, okay, um, as far as surrendering, I got to a point where, personally, I was done with my life, and I I truly didn't want to live anymore at all. Like I had hit a wall going 200 miles an hour, and and it broke me so bad in the choices I had made and the decisions I had made and some of the life choices I had made and how it just had all come to an abrupt end as I felt that my thought was that I was just ready to, to leave this world. I really didn't want to go anymore. I wanted to just go to sleep and never wake up again. Um, and I remember telling God, like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And, and you know this and you, and you see why I'm tired. And I remember thinking to myself, God, I'm done with my life. So if you have any plans for my life, then my life is all yours now. Mm. And the truth was, is that I did have to die. As I tell people, I had to die to who I had been. I had to die to all to all the different things that I had chosen, the, the, the plan that I had made, that vision board that we create and the goals and all the different things were like, I'm trying to inspire to get this and get that. And the crazy thing is, is I got a lot of those things and kept getting an empty box of of unfulfillment in each one. Like, I got it. And it just felt empty. So giving my life to God wasn't like a, oh, well, you know, hey, I'm going to be a, a a priest now. I'm going to be a, I'm just going to, I'm going to get out on the streets and do, you know, no, understand God has an assignment for all of us. And the question is, is some of the things that you find easy or, or, or come across very easy to do, like, like, oh, wow, I'm really good at this. I feel like this is my calling. A lot of times those are gifts that God gave you anyway. The question is, how does he want to use them? Mm-hmm. Because we may look at them and I can look at some of my charisma. I could look at my my personality. I could look at a lot of things that I was really good at and be like, well, I'm just killing in this. Like, why? Why else? Like, I, I love my, my my life has always been around I.T., I'm good at it. But sometimes God says, no, you're good at it because I gave you those gifts, but that's not how I plan to use them. So the question is, is I had to go back to the the person who owned the manual of me to say, what is your plan for me? Yeah. And, and how do you plan on using me? So you're talking like an ego death, right? Like that, that sounds like an um, ego death. I mean, yeah, you, you, you could say ego, you could say, you could say, uh, 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 decisions you could say the lifestyle you could say everything about me that i hated about me that i had learned to hate about me i had to let go of but but that also meant that i had to let go of some of the things that i enjoyed um um, from partying to women to different things that you do enjoy about the life but but it kept bringing you emptiness Mm. yeah i get that man uh i've been there many times over where it's like you know you feel like you're you know, and, and the reason our, our reasons for this may be different, but I would strive and strive and strive to achieve, 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 because that's how I got my quote unquote love and attention from the right. people that I wanted my love and attention from. Right. Right. But the thing was, every time I strived and strived and strived, achieved, 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 would I get the love and attention? Yes. 
Would it last? No. And that, again, pain fueled me to go harder, achieve more, achieve faster, this, that, the other, until eventually you realize, like, like you said, every time you achieve something, you open up the box and it's, you know, empty. But but you're addicted to those attaboys, though, aren't you? I mean, like they 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 fuel your consist. Like, oh man, you did great, Matt. Like, keep going, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and and, and that fueled me too. So I, I resonate with that. Yeah, I mean, it makes you feel good, right? It makes you feel seen, right? And I think that's what I wanted. I wanted to feel seen, man. I wanted. I'll never forget. Uh, I was uh, I was in college, and you know, just for context purposes. I was on the seven year college plan that gave you a four year degree, right? Like okay. I, 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 I failed out. Like I, I messed up in school. And, it's cool, uh, man. I was on a five year plan, bro. Yeah. Look, like, everybody didn't have fun. Like we had, all right, exactly. <laughs> no exactly. judgment. You know? So when I, when I was actually a senior, I, I'll never forget this. I, I was in a startup competition and long story short, it was over the course of 30 days hosted by IBM. And my team came in first, for our startup, we had a working prototype. We had all of this stuff going for us. And I remember getting home, like I was on a high, like that I, I could literally close my eyes and visibly remember the high that I was on. I got attention from my mom, this, that, the other. And then you want to know what? It was gone. Like in the matter of moments, it was gone. And I was like, wow, like, wow. Right. And I don't even really think I got recognition from my dad for that, which is like, you know, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild. But, um, I'm grateful that was a part of the journey because without that, I wouldn't have known that, you know, I, I wasn't conscious to it, you know? So I'm glad I have that because now what I pursue is for me, you know, like I, what I pursue, like the podcast, I don't do that for anyone else. Like I don't do that for the attention of, you know, a, a family member or the attention of a girl on Instagram or like, no, I, I have conversations that I want to have and I don't care how selfish this sounds. I use it as a mentorship tool, you know, like mm. uh, that, that's what I'm doing over here. That's so, so no, that's, 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 that's cause you get so many perspectives. Oh man. So many. And without the podcast, I don't know if I'll be able to talk to this person. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's a different, different me. I, I like to look at the polarities, like in conversation like this, it's good to see those different polarities. Right, right. But you know what? And, and I recently noticed this with Anthony O'Neill. You know, he, he also is a big podcaster and he, he, he's more in the financial space, but he realized that, and I love how he wrote this. He realized that in his love for financial freedom and wanting to see everybody financially free, he overlooked his also his love for God mm. and and he hadn't necessarily coupled those well in his his growth to, you know, helping people uh, find financial freedom. And so he's taken a different uh, a turn to kind of couple the two of them together, understanding that it is important that people are financially free, but that, that also that they are finding freedom and who they have maybe been, the life they have been living and what they have been seeking to understand that God has a great plan for all of us, that he loves us and that he wants to see us do some of the things that that he already has planned for us, that he already has set out for us because he understands every last one of our desires. But it's 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 sometimes we we leave that out when we go to approach what we've been doing so long, what we're really good at, because it's like, well, they, they, they only want to hear about the financial stuff. You know, they don't want me to get on my soapbox and start talking about God. So we kind of 
we we leave him like I, i'll be back guy like let me go do the job that you gave me the the skills to do but sometimes we leave him on the sideline to say yeah but they don't you know you, you're this is not your space god but the truth is is he blessed us with these spaces. He blessed us with these gifts. He blessed us with the ability to bring this content to others. So how is it that he's not getting the glory? Why is it that, you know, very few of us can remember him when we step on stage? And normally it's in those moments that we're like, oh, and God, you know, but but in the midst of it all, he was sitting on the sideline, like, just kind of like, like, I, I'm going to get back to you and I'm going to thank you when I blow up. Like, but it's like, I need you to thank me in the midst of your blow up, because don't yeah. forget, I opened that door for you, not for you, but for me to be in that space with you. I love that. That's a good reminder for me too, man, because I'm definitely one of the types of people that you know, I'm sporadic with my faith, um, with my spirituality in, in regards to turning to God when I feel like I need him mm -hmm. and not every single day, you know, yeah, no. like I, I, I'm, I'm sporadic. Uh, and don't, don't get me wrong. Like I'll go streaking too. Like I'll, I'll be like, yo, I just prayed 70 days in a row, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll be like that as well. But, um, uh, it's a good reminder to, you know, thank God for where he has already gotten you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. Sometimes no. I forget that. Yeah. No. And, and, and look, th there's nothing wrong with even admitting that because think about it. We all, I, I have a lot of us like use God like a medicine when we mm -hmm. need him. Like, okay, well, like I'm, I'm sick right now or I'm going through this like God. Okay. Where are you at right now? Like I really need you to show up and to show out in my life because this is really beating me down. And don't get me wrong. He loves to show up for you in that moment, but he also kind of wants, wants a relationship with you on that Tuesday when everything is just chill and you sitting by the pool, enjoying life. Exactly. He wants you to thank, thank him for those moments and those, those blessings that he got you through. He wants you just to remember him. I tell people, it's we get so caught up in the idea of like, well, I have to do all these things for God when really he wants the same relationship you want to give to your next spouse. Mm -hmm. He wants to just be he wants to he wants that moment where he can sit down with you and just like, hey, look, how, unpack with me. Like, how are things going? They're not yeah. going that great or, or they are. They're going great right now. And I appreciate this opportunity, you know, so, um, uh, uh, no, I, I, I think I think I think that's a great idea. And, and it's funny because my boot, my one of my babies just came in just to give me a hug right now in the midst of it. You know, I love that. I love that. I love <laughs> that, that, that. That's what fatherhood looks like, though. They like, like you know. Really bold, no, no, no. That's that's a beautiful thing, man. I think uh, one of my best friends he just became a dad, and I, I see the love he has for his little one. I'm not ready for kids just yet, but uh, I, I'm excited for it because I get closer and closer to it, you know, through my friends. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that it's, you know, the biggest blessing in life. Uh, so, and I, I know that you'd be able be able to attest to that, but that's a beautiful thing, man. I, I'm glad, I'm glad the little one popped in real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, well, you know, I tell people like, like this is, this is fluid. So even though, even though I, I can't separate father from from podcast host to so so sometimes it all mashes together and and I never want to tell my kids no no not why I'm doing it's sometimes it's just kind of like hey look yeah no come on in and like like <laughs> I, because it, it's it it's all runs simultaneously it's a fluid thing so it's 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 beautiful to sometimes be able to recognize that hey look I'm a father 
who actually is like like involved and in, in my kids will will say hey look I, I know that you're doing an episode and all but uh i need a hug and it's like you know what then then then, then come and give me a hug Absolutely. like like because that that is way more important than 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 the the titles and the different positions and 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 the jobs that we have sometimes and I, I don't ever like to lose percent lose focus of that a hundred percent i was going through battle cry man and i can't find what i was looking for essentially i'll give you some round maybe you'll, you'll remember it but i was reading this and in the book i'm gonna be honest there were some things that i didn't necessarily agree with in this book uh one of them being I felt like Jason was talking about our soul in a way that it was guiding us to like do the wrong thing. And I was just like, it's really, I've never in my life heard anyone talk about our soul in that way. And it could just be the way that I was interpreting it, but that wasn't the question right. I was going to ask. It was more so along the lines of him talking about, he was on this mission and I forget the actual term. He used the word mission, but he had a word before that. And he talks about it in a sense where he was like producing music and ah, uh, yeah, you remember. Yeah. 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 He, he, he was doing, he was like, like he had a, a stint in his life where he was uh, DJing. He, he had become a really well-known DJ and, and then he started producing and different things like that. And, and, that became like his identity at the time. Yeah. He, and it, it talks about what we just went into in regards to like surrendering to God's plan. Mm, and yeah. uh, I, I wish that I, I'm going to have to message you after this because I'm going to go through this whole book. I know it for a fact, I have it highlighted and written, but I'm, I'm you know, right. I, I don't want to divert my attention fully there, but um, yeah, man, it was, but yeah, no, he, he, he had a lot of good points in that book. He had a lot of things that really made you sit back and think he, I love his vulnerability of, of sharing his life story to where a lot of us can resonate with that and be like, yeah, that's yeah. Right here. I, yeah, brother, that, that was me. And, and even now as he continues to share his life uh, through social media, and, and I'm sure he's probably writing another book. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome to find a mentor in people that you don't actually have access to, but you can get great knowledge from. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's dude. That is like the biggest, I, I, I guess I'll use the word perk for lack of a better term of the world we're currently living in. Right. I'll give you an mm -hmm. example. When I was working with Damon from shark tank, you know how many people, would literally, you know, if I, if I'm out with him at, you know, some sort of engagement and, you know, we're in public, how many people would come up to him asking him to mentor them? And it's like, that's one man. Like, it's really hard for one man to, and trust me, he wanted to help. Right. Right. But we have access to any individual. You could start a podcast. You can pick up a book. You can follow them on social media. You can join their community. You can go to a live event. Like there are right. countless ways to receive mentorship from people that we admire these days. And I think that that goes overlooked because it's not as sexy as a one-on-one -on -one conversation like this. People want the sexy to potentially brag about it or post about it or whatever. It but truth of the matter is, Pick up the book. 
You know, yeah. like, no, and that's, that's so true. Matter of fact, most of the mentorships people are looking for are in the books that these people have already written and everything that they really need, they put it in the book. So literally, if you, if, if, if those people carry the book around, literally, it's like, I'd love for you to mentor me. Yeah. Here you go. Start with that. Yeah. Everything I, I you need is in this book right here. Absolutely. And if you don't, if, if it's, it's probably coming in my next book, but, but that's, you're right. That's so true. Yeah, man. That's man. so true. It's like, that's why these people do it, right? Because they know they can't reach as many people as they'd like to help, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, that that's exactly why they're driven to do these things. And it's up to us to take advantage of it. I know there's definitely people that are out there taking advantage, advantage of it in a, in a good way, of course. But um, yeah, mentors, no, I... me mentorship's available, man. I, like I, I, I said this, and I know you said it too, like mentorship. Like I didn't necessarily get it direct from the people close to me. And then, you know, where I started to find it was, you know, in, in places I wouldn't have thought, but man, it came about, you know, and it, it's out there and it's available. We just have to be open to receiving it, you know? No, so true. So, so, so true. And, 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 and like I said, it's not going to look the way people want it to look sometimes. Like they yeah. want that fancy. I want to come and sit down one-on-one -on -one with you. Think about <laughs> yeah. it. Think about how like for a while, I think it was like a thing where people are like, you know, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'd rather sit down with Jay-Z for, for lunch than to take $50,000. I don't know what it was. Oh, I don't know that, what right? I've seen that too. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like, okay, but a lot of what Jay-Z has done, He's actually put it down, whether it be through his songs or yeah. whether it be through written interviews and stuff. You just need to take the time out to listen. Like everybody hated that. I think it was 444 album or something like that. Right. But listen to me. That was the mentorship right there. Yeah. He dropped so much information in that album that it was just like it went over some people's heads. Others were like, got it. Yep. Got it. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's all about looking at what the people that you look up to have already given you. A lot of what you're looking for is there. It's saying, same, and look, I could even contribute that all the way to God. A lot of what you're looking for from God is already there. It's in the book. Yeah. It's in the book. All you have to do is pull it off the shelf. A lot of people <laughs> want, want, want to see, seek his knowledge. They're seeking direction. It's in the book. I promise you, he's got a story. He's got a situation where he can literally, you'll sit there and be like, I resonate with that story. How long ago was that story? Thousands of years ago. Mm. But you resonate with that story because it's still living. It's still it's still uh, 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 going on in our world right now. We're still seeing this stuff. So it's a matter of like saying, okay, well, God, I feel like you're you're the biggest mentor that I could ever have in my life. What direction would you take me? Okay, well, sometimes it takes you going to him, but sometimes what you're looking for is right there. Like you said, it's in cracking a book open and finding the words that you're looking for. It could literally be in just downloading the Bible app and looking at that scripture for the day and you woke up and immediately that scripture spoke to you like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And then you find yourself doing, doing a devotional and you're like, whoa, okay, got it. I'm gonna probably do this every day because if that's how that worked, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to, like, I could see how this become, could become addicting. So, yeah. um, no, it, it's, you, you, we're right on, right on, on, I, we, I definitely understand what you're saying. And I agree with you when it comes to like, just, just finding, um, the knowledge, even when it comes to success that you speak about a lot, you know, when you talk to different people about how success looks, a lot of the success we look we look for, sometimes we're looking for the success that other people have and how they went about getting it. And I'm sure you you see that all the time. And it's like, 
but you're not them. You didn't, you weren't born with the gifts they have. You don't have that. You don't have, you may not see the same opportunities they have. So mm-hmm. it may not look the same. I could literally write up the whole blueprint. You could probably write up the whole blueprint of, of Damon's exact rise to, you know, from, from, from the beginning all the way to the end or to where he is now. And, and I could do exact same thing and not get the same results. Absolutely, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, it, you know, I had a conversation recently where it's like when you're on Instagram and you're scrolling and you see something with some, you know, you, you see someone with something and then you say to yourself, maybe you don't necessarily say it. Maybe, maybe it's on a subconscious level. You're like, I want that. Like, do you really want that? Or is it because that person has it that makes you want it? Right. I think one thing and dude, I mean, I'm still working through this is like understanding what you truly want at your core versus what you've been programmed to believe you want. Right. Because there's so many different areas of us being programmed. We have obviously our parents, guardians, family, whoever's close to us through our most sponge like years, which starts it. Then you have culture. Then society, however you want to, you know, refer to it as that includes your music, that includes your podcast, your books, your TV show, all of that, man. And it's just like, that is really shaping us out of our core form. I think our job, especially as men, is to truly uncover. A lot of people say discover ourselves. I I like to say uncover ourselves, right? And I I understand they might mean the same thing, but... The reason I say that is because the more I've uncovered myself is the more I've been able to know who I am versus discovering where I feel. I feel like discover is like more of searching outside. Uh, and people can argue that obviously this is just, you know, terminology that I, that I think of uncover. I feel like is, you know, just peeling back those layers, man, you know? Right, right, right. And I, I say unbury, I say, go back and, and, and dig yourself up. You need the, 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 the facades, everything you put on top of yourself, you know, Hey, look, I took on this alter ego. Now I took on this ego. Now I wear this. Now I bought yeah. this. It's like, okay, go and dig yourself up from all the stuff you put on top of yourself to understand who you were before all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful Be- stuff. Yeah. No, and, and, and it's, it is so true. And, and, and in that, that's where you find out your, you find your authentic self. You find, you find what you really like, like before yeah. your parents told you what you like, before that girl told you what she liked, which in turn now you like. Mm-hmm. So it's now what you like, but it's never really what you liked. It's just what you were told. We like, we like this. This is what we <laughs> enjoy doing. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have. And so it becomes a part of our identity. It's it's not really you, but it, I mean, it, it's not to say that it, it was it didn't come under like compromise. And you know what? I can learn to love that too. But 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 after a while, sometimes like myself, you lose yourself in everybody else's identity and what everybody else likes, to where you wake up one day and you don't know who you are, and don't let the relationships and all fall apart or fall away from you, because then you're a person out here without the people that put all this on you. And you're like lost and you're confused and you're angry and you're and you're and you're lost and you're like, wait, I I, I don't know how I got here. I don't yeah. know who I am anymore. I don't know why I have this. I don't I don't even like this. Mm. I don't even eat this stuff. This stuff is terrible, but it's it's all been slapped on you. 
you've taken it on in different ways. And it, it, you, you're right. Discovering, unbearing, uh, 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 recovering, however you want to put whatever the word. You, yeah. Yeah. Whatever word you want to use, finding you again is the, is the best thing you could do for your, your success as people say, because I feel like that is success right there and finding you again. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, I think that was the whole premise of why I even started my show was to understand, or maybe not understand, but more so to highlight the fact that you should be defining success for yourself. Right. And one thing mm. I'll, I'll be honest, one thing I even got caught up in is defining success the way others were defining success, you right. know, like verbally, like spewing out did. the same words because they <laughs> yeah. sounded good. Um, and I, I've come to real and the whole purpose of that was really just to promote like you shouldn't be living a Merriam Webster's dictionary version of success. You know, like that that's all it is, is a, a dictionary, it, you know, it's right. like you are living. The book is not living like you are living. Right. You, you can craft it any which way you want. And it's been a it's been a journey, man, to just hear how so many people view success and. I think one, you know, one of the biggest things I learned is to honor moments in which you don't necessarily know what success means, right? Like, I feel like people have the shame of, and this potentially stops people from doing the work that we've talked about all episode. I feel like people have the shame of, you know, not wanting to feel like they've been programmed or, you know, feeling like, all right, I've been programmed, like just like accepting it and not wanting to change that. I feel like it's almost a shame. And the same thing goes for, you know, uh, the, the way people view success. Like, I feel like they're almost ashamed that they view success a certain way, which has been taught to them versus, you know, them just, you know, uncovering it for themselves. Uh, Ultimately, the, the, there's been a million and one things that I've learned, you know, just from having those types of conversations. But uh, I, I think, like I said, it needs to be honored when you don't know what success means and you're you're just trying to figure it out because that's OK, too. Like, you don't have to have an answer for every right. single thing at every single moment. And, and the truth is, if more people, if, if we took an honest poll, more people would tell you that's the space they're in, but mm. they make it look like they have it figured out for other people. But deep down inside, they're still working through it. And that's okay. Like you said, that's okay. That's okay to not have it figured out. Think about it. When we went to college, a lot of us, we that, those first two years, a lot of us didn't even have a major. It was just like, all right, well, I'm going to figure it out. I got two exactly. years to figure it out. Exactly. That's okay. Like, like, like life doesn't have to be figured out. And when you don't figure it out, you don't have to take on somebody else's game plan. You don't have to take on somebody else's like mode. Like, okay, well, that mode looks good. I don't have one yet. I'm going to take that one then. Because what happens is, is you're taking on somebody else's life that doesn't belong to you instead of understanding what your life, what talents you have, what you really want. And right. even if it doesn't look popular, shoot for it. Yeah. Like you'll be happier shooting for what you want to do than doing what that other guy got and, and realizing that none of this stuff really sits with me well. Yeah. You, you just brought me to a golden nugget that I, I didn't think of often. But the, the reason I shared uh, what I shared just now in regards to success is because I feel like I'm in that season of not knowing what success means. But what you just shared made me think, OK, just because you don't know what the word means to you doesn't mean you, you don't know what success looks like for you. 
like mm, visually right, living right. what would success look like living like how would you live if you felt like you were successful and right. that's a good way to re- reverse engineer it right so no, i gonna have some no. homework after this episode is to uh pull out the journal and kind of just start scripting what that looks like Right. No. And, that, and that's a great, you know what I tell people, that's the, some of the best things you could ever do. Cause if you don't put it on paper, whether it be a vision or whether it be a thought, then it just goes away. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity for you to have unpacked something that could open up a, 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 a whole tunnel to your purpose, to your, your, your success, to whatever you're thriving for, whatever you're striving for, it, it could have opened that up, but you just kind of let that thought go away. Mm-hmm. because whether it be because I, yeah, I don't like the, I don't like the journal or whatever. So I love that you said that because that's, that's me all day long. Yeah. I'm big on paper. I, I'm going to share something with you that I did. I'm curious to learn if you did this and how you feel about it. If not. Okay. Uh, this is something I learned when I was working with Damon and I'm going to be honest. I was young when I worked with him, man, I was fresh out of college. I was my first job. So a lot of things that I learned then I actually didn't do apply or fully comprehend until years after. And the one thing, not one thing, he's taught me a million things, but one thing that he shared to do in regards to writing is writing your obituary. Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> I I did it. Uh, and it's funny, man. I did it two years ago. I, I did it on New Year's Eve two years ago. And I'm going to be honest, what I wrote a lot of it probably has changed because I mentioned, you know, who I was married to, which was a girl I was dating at the time. And it's just like, you know, we're not, we're never getting back together at this point, two years <laughs> later, you know, like I know that's not my person. So obviously things grow, change, evolve, however you want to frame that. But that practice, man, it really makes you identify how you want to be remembered. And when you know how you want to be remembered, you're able to know what, what it is you need to strive for, what it is, and not even just professionally, right? I'm talking about, you know, and I, I Googled, how do you write an obituary? Because I had no clue. I've never done right. that before. I was on like WikiHow or whatever it was called. And I'm just like flipping through the slides. Like, all right, include this, include this, include this. And it, it touches on all areas of life, right? It touches on you and your relationship with your significant other. And if you don't have a significant other, you know, like more power to you. Um, family, it touches on professional, it touches on philanthropy, it touches on leisure, it, t- it touches on everything, man. And I think that's a really powerful practice to, to give a dabble with. And you know, you know what, as you said that, it's funny, because I have never quite done it. But as you were describing it, I thought to myself that like, think about it, when you're 10, if you were to write your obituary at 10, <laughs> it's not going to be that long. Right. It's not going to have a lot of substance to it. Maybe even at 20, you're just kind of like you, you, you just getting out of college and, you know, you don't have a lot of, but, but a lot of times what our obituary looks like today and looking at it and then maybe looking at somebody that we look up to's obituary, we could be like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really, I mean, this stuff seems impressive maybe to me, but like, I just, I don't, and, and you could get into the comparing game, but you have to question like, well, then if what you expected people to say about you when you were dead is not there right now, based on what you've done, mm-hmm. then maybe that should redirect you on where you should go now and what you should do 
to where you can be proud of you if you were still alive in the casket hearing somebody read that. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's it's like such a mind blowing uh, experience to first of all, obviously, you know, death is a very serious subject for for many people. So it's nothing to be, you know, the the purpose of the practice isn't to be insensitive, but it's really to just help you reverse engineer your life. Yeah, that that that's what it is because i think a lot of people including myself we can get caught up in what's right in front of us so instead of focusing on what's right in front of us skip ahead as many years as you need to skip ahead and then work from there right right i I think the the practice of reverse engineering anything like it could literally be anything helps us get to where we need to be from an action perspective more so than we'd like to believe. I'll give this example. I, I'm someone. I, I read a book called Chicken Soup for the Soul. I'm sure many people have read that book. I mean, I think there's over there's over <laughs> I think it's a ton, million, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, there's over 500 million copies of that book sold. I just saw that number today. 500 million. And right. In that book, there was a story that shared the importance of writing down a list of what you want in your, in your significant other. So years ago I had done that and I've updated that list pretty much yearly, just based off of who I've dated. And it's like, all right, well, you know, this is a non-negotiable, this isn't, but I went one step further now. And that one step further, again, the whole purpose of me saying this is to, to emphasize reverse engineering. I know what I want my person to have characteristic wise, physically, career, this one, that one, right? Some are non-negotiable, some aren't. But what does my partner want in her partner? There we go. I, look, I was hoping you said that. And I, it just hit me too. And I'm like, yo, I don't think we asked that enough. But that is a great question. That's reverse engineering it, man. That is a great question. Because if, if you can recognize that I wouldn't want that quality in me, like what I'm doing right now, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't take that. Right. then you have an opportunity in your single time to deal with that. But, but, but once again, that takes us back to things like therapy that takes mm-hmm. us back to, 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 to wholeness of, 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 you know, not bringing 50% of you hoping that that person brings their 50%. Now we're a hundred. No, understanding the importance of bringing a whole, a 100% of you to the situation. And, and, and in, in turn, you know, you know, we can say, well, Hey, a non-negotiable is having a woman who's whole too, but sometimes just in them watching our dealing with ourselves, our own mental health, they're inspired by that. Yeah. Okay. Like, wow. The way you approach things due to your own, you know, you getting past your own trauma. I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm tired of living out of mind. Mm. So you may find a partner who may still carry and, and still have a lot of pain, but is inspired by how you dealt with your pain. Absolutely. But, but, but it, it, it takes, you're right. It takes us looking back at like, forget just what I want in a partner. What would my partner want out of me? And what am I not giving myself right now that I can turn around and give my partner? Exactly. And you know, and you know what, one of the biggest ones with men is love. Mm. I hear that, man. I hear that. And oftentimes we don't give ourselves love either. Right. There it is. We don't get there. It is that that that, that is that is one thing that we 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 feel like we can love up on others, and that provides us the happiness we want. Instead of saying, "Okay, well, like even if you didn't have them, what would you do for you? 
how would you love you? Like, like I see how you love her. How would you love you? Because yeah. understand when you're full of love, then you, then you can give love freely. We got, you got so much love pouring over that you can give it. But when you're tapped out and you're just working off of their love, it's like, I'm, you know what? I don't even know what that looks like to me. Um, send me out with the boys to get beer and, and, and go fishing. And, and that might be enough. But some guy one day said, we're very simple, but the truth is we're not simple. We just dumbed our stuff down to say, this is as simple as we are. This little box, that's all we need. We need peace, sex, uh, 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 beer, and, 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 and food. And right. I'm good. But the truth <laughs> is, we're, 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 we're playing ourselves. We're asking for the bare minimums. Because as time goes on, we're like, you know what? I, I would like a, no, no. You told me what you wanted. Don't yeah. bring nothing else. Well, shoot. All right. Well, <laughs> And so, yeah, we're, we're stuck with the bare minimums because we're simple when mm -hmm. we're so not simple. I agree, man. I agree. We get caught up. I mean, it's primal. We get caught up in that provider mentality. We get caught up and that leads to people pleasing. Right. And th those are the things mm. that need a shift. I, I'm, I'm a people pleaser, man. I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I can speak from example with that, man. And welcome to the club, brother. Yeah, yeah. We've been there with you. Yeah, it's just like, you know, when you're able to shift out of that and you, you really start to see how often you put someone else before yourself and it's like, wait, like, how can I do what I need to do if I'm not putting myself where I need to be put? That's not to say that someone else can't come before you every now and then. Like, I mean, compromise, the word that you used earlier, right? Like, that's a part of life to an extent. Um, but yeah, dude, we get caught up in that primal, uh, that, that primal sense. But it really does at all times start with you. And, and, and don't get me wrong, compromise is great. But like it, it starts with you giving you what you need so that you can compromise, yeah. so that you can meet other people's needs. It, it starts with you because see what happens when we don't do that. We, we continue to meet needs, meet needs, meet needs. And we end up, nobody sees the importance of our needs being met because we never asked for our needs to be met. Yeah, We said, hey, I'm happy with meeting your needs. Well, here's the thing. This is this goes back full circle yet again. We don't always know our needs, you know. There it is. Bingo. That, full circle, man. I didn't yeah. know my needs in my last relationship, man. That was just a couple yeah. years ago. My last serious relationship. And it's like, wait, she asked me how many days a week I wanted to hang out with her. She asked me this. She asked me that. I didn't give a clear answer, right? Because I didn't know right. my needs, you know? Right, right. Um, so we, we, we really need to discover what that is. And furthermore, we need to not be ashamed of actually communicating it, right? Yes. I, 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 think, I think that's why I didn't do it at that moment was because I, I felt like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I felt. Maybe I felt weak. Maybe I felt like I was sensitive or emotional or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm all of those, by the way. <laughs> right. not no, weak, no. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm sensitive. Right. And, uh, right. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, we, we need to know our needs, man. We need to know our needs. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to be able to put it in words. But sometimes, like you said, it takes us knowing us. It, it, all of this is full circle. You have to know you before you can tell another person what your needs are. You have to know the real you. Not, Absolutely, not the, man. not the, not the person you've been playing. So no, that that's, <laughs> dude, this, this conversation has been great. We could probably do this all day long. I, you know, I would like, as, as I normally tell people, it's funny how many conversations I leave where I'm like, yeah, we got to do a part two, even if it's not on this show, because <laughs> it, it's just great conversation. That's that, that, that not only I am like, just like enriched by, but I can see how men 
either have these conversations or aren't having these conversations so they know this information. And and, and and everything we covered, think about it. It could it it could resonate with the woman as well to say, I I don't know myself, or I I have just given, 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 and I've never really thought about filling myself up, or 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 just in all the areas we talk about. So no, this is this is awesome, man. I appreciate the time, man. I I appreciate the conversation. It, it was I, it was truly I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you for the opportunity. This uh, I just looked at the clock. Time flies, uh, time, <laughs> right? Time, time flies when you're enjoying it. Uh, I, but I, I seriously want to thank you for what you're putting out in the world, the way that you're putting it out, and the way that you carry yourself while doing it. I'm getting the chills saying that. Um, literally, the hair on my and arm. I appreciate is that. Up. I'm 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 humbled by that, brother. Yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely, I man. So I, I just want to share that gratitude and thank you for sharing the platform, man. This was an absolute blast. I'm I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and 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 I I appreciate you bringing your conversation, your your vulnerability to my listeners because I tell people it's not always easy just to kind of like express or open up about things you struggle with, how your life's looked compared to other people's who who aren't comfortable talking about it. So I I as always I appreciate you coming and just really opening up to some of your past struggles or some of the things that you're even struggling with now that you're working through as we continue to grow as we continue to 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 learn from each other and uh not only in this community but so many other communities who who find the importance of 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 not only our mental health but our spiritual health and just the growth that we are we receive from from tapping into all those things so again i appreciate you coming today um you got any final words you want to share any of your you know how listeners can connect with you yeah, I think the best way to do so is on Instagram. I'm most active there. And I'm going to be honest, I'm probably too active there. Uh, definitely on my phone more than I should be. But um, I, yeah, man, I'm, I'm on Instagram rather often. And I answer every message I get. I try my best to communicate. And sometimes it might take me a little long, but I'm, I'm on there. Um, I'm always open to conversation. I'm always open to help if I can. And if not, I would gladly guide anyone in a direction I believe would be beneficial to them. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the best place, man. Instagram, it's just at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S at Matt underscore Libri. Oh, awesome. And he's not lying about that either. I, like, like he is, he is very open to like, like you, like there's some people you message and it goes on sent for the rest of your life. But like, <laughs> truly, like I engaged with you and it was just like, all right, let me make sure this ain't his back. This ain't, this ain't one of those accounts that say Matt Labrie underscore one. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> so, right, right. I had to check it for a second, but no, I, I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate you coming. I, I definitely appreciate the conversation today, brother. And, um, I want to thank all my listeners for 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 listening uh, today. I want to thank everybody that helps me make this possible, um, which is pretty much my household who helps me pull together clips to everything. Just just the, the works. It's a blessing. I, I I love my own you know immediate community that helps me put this together um, and just kind of pours into me so that I can continue to pour into others. But um, thank you so much again. Thank thank you to all who 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 definitely rode with us today. And um, looking forward to another episode and another day. All right. Thanks so much, everyone.